Well, welcome to today's uh, broadcast, and uh, I'm glad you've got the opportunity to listen to me. This is new for us. Here we are. The church is full. It's full of life. It's thriving. And um, wherever you are, you are right now, sit down, get a cup of coffee, get ready, get your Bible, and get ready to come into a spirit of understanding. That's what I want to talk to us about this morning, possessing the spirit of understanding. You know, right now I was, I've been talking to the elders in the church and, you know, we're, we're at a real good place right now. And even in the midst of this pandemic, we are sat, we're relaxed, we're, we're full of health and uh, we regularly, you know, FaceTime each other. And, uh, and you know, one thing that what's really helped us to come into this place of peace and this place of rest is... The, an understanding. We have an understanding of the times we're living in. I understand that God is shaking the nations. I understand that God is using trigger points in life to bring forth his, his purposes. At some time in our lives, everything that has been written of in Scripture has to start coming to a culminating point, a, a, uh, a what do they call it? Uh, I can't think of the word. Anyway, it comes to a point where everything that's been spoken has to come to pass. And we are living in a time and in a day where things that have been spoken are now beginning to accelerate and coming to pass. But yet there are so many people who do not understand the times that they're living in. And what price can you put on understanding? Well, we're going to look at the spirit of understanding and as, we're, as we progress in the next couple of weeks. I've been talking to you about not surviving but thriving. But if we're going to thrive, we've got to have an understanding that other people don't have. And, and God is giving us understanding and he has given us understanding. But before uh, I say move on I should say I just want to make a comment to those who prayed for uh, Boris Johnson I'm really pleased that our Prime Minister's made uh, or he's making a full recovery and he was touch and go at some uh, some stage and as you've heard in his live broadcast he was very thankful to the NHS and he, he calls the two ladies, the two nurses that stood by him side by side through the night, he calls them the angels. And, uh, and I, I don't think Boris knows there was angels present. Why? Because there was a church on the ground praying for him. I know many of you in the Dream Centre was praying for Boris. And, uh, you know, the, one of the greatest mistakes is, is you can make is when you read a statement on Facebook that says, pray for our uh, Prime Minister, the nation's praying for him. That's not the case. But there are many of you who did pray for our Prime Minister and now he seems to be getting over his sickness and we thank God because we'll never know, church, what uh, disasters we can avoid and, you know, can be avoided by us praying. So I want to thank you for that. So if you are in isolation, which you should be, and you're obeying what the government's saying, that's, that's good. But the one thing we've got to be very careful of is that we don't, in our isolation, we don't end up surviving, but we thrive in our isolation. Yes, the church has been locked down before. Israel was locked down. Uh, The disciples have been locked down. And yet the church thrived. It didn't just survive. But you and I thrive best when we understand what's going on. And uh, I thank God that God's given us a word in uh, 2019. God gave us a clear word about what we should do as a church. Nothing has changed. Despite COVID-19, 
Nothing has changed. God told us what to do. He told us to pray. He gave us the, he gave us the word about the church being locked down. He already spoke to us about being locked down before we were officially told we were locked down. So we know what to do. We've been told what to do, and that's to pray, to pray for our city, to pray for our region, to pray for our nation. That is the assignment that you watching me this morning should continue to do. Nothing has changed. Though everything around us is, is turned upside down and is being shaken, you keep your head in all things. And you keep discharging the duties of which heaven has already given to us. So if you've got your Bibles this morning, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 8. Now it's interesting, this is talking about Jesus and him being crucified. And it says this, none of the rulers of this age understood, understood it. It's amazing doesn't matter which age you go through. There was only the men of Issachar who understood the times and knew what to do in those times. But it's amazing how many governments, irrespective of what's taking place on the earth, do not understand what's going on. They surround themselves with PhD people. They surround themselves with all kinds of people who can give them help and insight. But yet there is a limit on man's understanding and his insight. And yet God says... Listen to this. None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. In other words, there's an action that they would not have taken had they understood. Now just think about that for a minute. There was an action they would have not taken had they understood. Now you think of the actions that you and I have taken and think about if we had the insight and hindsight, we wouldn't have done them. Think of the uh, implications of, uh, of and the consequence of many of our actions. How many relationships that brought us pain would we have avoided had we had the understanding that this relationship could bring us that pain? How much investment would we have not made had we have known the outcome? How many marriages would have been avoided? Uh, I should say how many divorces would have been avoided had people have understood their partner more clearly. And so it goes on and on and on. There's many things that you and I would have done differently. How many pastors would not have lost the church? How many people would not have left the church had they have understood certain things? And it's important that we must understand it. And you know, the thing that always amazes me about these uh, dictatorships, persecution, these dictatorships who persecute Christians, they've never understood that the more you persecute Christian believers the more they grow. The underground church is growing rapidly. Why? Because the more you persecute the church, the more it thrives and grows. There's something about the kingdom of God that is unstoppable. Why? And it only takes a certain environment to cause the church to grow and grow. The, the best way to kill church growth is to make everybody comfortable. And that's what, that's the church in the West. They've made the church so comfortable that the church is asleep. Yet in other parts of the world where persecution, the church is thriving. Anyway, when we first come to Jesus Christ, we are introduced to Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Now think about this. When you first become born again, that's called introduction. Grace was given to you. He opened your heart, the eyes of your heart to see 
that this message, this Jesus of which was being preached to you, actually is truthful. So grace, faith, favor, mercy, all those things were given to you at the point of introduction. So you were given the measure of understanding to know that this Jesus of which you're hearing actually is truth. But if you and I want to develop and want to deepen, then we must pursue understanding. Though we have a measure of understanding, that's not enough to understand Jesus, his ways, his word, his will, his purposes, his assignment, the realm of the spirit, the dimensions of faith. All these things require deeper understanding. So the first thing we see is this in 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. It says, and we also uh, sorry, and we know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding. And we know also that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. That's never changed. But the measure that you were given to understand him and accept him was just a measure. Now we must look at ways to increase this measure so we can fully get to understand Jesus. There are so many Christians that when they open the Bible, they have no idea how to get into this thing. And to understand. you've got to understand that when you open a Bible, it's a book with black type on a white piece of paper. And some Bibles are black and red. They're the red meaning where Jesus is spoken. But Jesus is beyond the ink. There's a dimension, there's a world that has to be stepped into and be understood by you and I. Now that brings me on to the next thing. The one thing that many Christians don't understand, the key to understanding, here it is right up front, the key to understanding, uh, the key to possessing spiritual understanding is through the connecting to the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. Truth is not just black and white words. Truth is not just red words. Truth is a spirit and a spirit that gives us understanding. If you don't connect to the spirit of truth through relationship, through heart connection, through a, a devoted life. If you don't connect to this spirit of truth, you will hear truth all day long and it'll just be bypassing you. But if you can connect to the spirit of truth, then you will understand the things of God. The next thing we need to understand is understanding comes to us in measures. It comes to us in measure. The measure I have today was not the measure I had two weeks ago or three weeks ago or a year ago or two years ago. Your understanding should be increasing. If it's not increasing, then ask, I would ask you the question, are you truly connecting to the spirit of truth? Because every phone, every year, every couple of months, your phone is reminding you that you need to update or upgrade. Every time we connect to the spirit of truth, that's exactly what happens to our life. We upgrade and update ourselves in present truth. Not historical truth, not past truth, but in present truth. In other words, what is God saying now to us? Many people can tell you what God said, but they can't tell you what God is saying. And there's a big difference. What's the difference? Understanding. The next thing we see is understanding comes to us via time and via process. Now, this process is the one thing that many Christians don't always embrace. You must embrace process. 
Because if you don't embrace the Christian process, your growth will be stunted, hindered, and understanding will be absent. The next thing we see about understanding is understanding comes via you acknowledging. Understanding comes via you acknowledging that you don't have enough understanding. You know, the moment I think I'm happy with and I, I know enough and I'm content, understanding will stop right there. I know enough in God to know that I don't know enough. Yeah, let me say that again. I know enough in God to know that I don't know enough and I want more. And I'm not always aware of what I don't understand and the Holy Spirit has to show me and teach me. But once I know the, some areas where I'm consciously aware of that I don't understand, I can pursue God in those areas. And those other areas where I'm blind, the Holy Spirit, because I'm connecting to the Spirit of Truth, can take the blinkers of my eyes and lead me into a whole new understanding. Understanding comes when we engage in God through supernatural encounters with Him. Every time we worship God and we go into worship and we connect with God, we have an encounter with God. And every time we encounter God supernaturally, spiritually, it brings us into a place of new understanding. So understanding just doesn't come through reading. Understanding comes through worshiping and connecting to the spirit of truth. Through opening the dimensions of heaven over your life. Through stepping through the portal, going beyond the veil and meeting the man himself, Christ Jesus. Understanding comes when we spiritually engage, proactively engage with Jesus Christ through his word, through his blood, in worship, wholeheartedly, full on. That's how we connect with God. We don't do it from a distance. We don't do it casually. We don't do it half-heartedly. If you want understanding, you've got to go full on. Now let me tell you the fact now. You can be sat in a well-lit room, reading your Bible or reading anything spiritual, you can be in this room and the lights are bright and yet you don't have enough light to understand what it is you're reading. Think about that. You're in a room, it's beautifully lit and yet you're reading something and you don't have enough light to understand what it is you're reading. Why? Because you've got to go behind the scenes. You know, whenever I, I love going to football stadiums and I love to go into dressing rooms and I've done a few tours all around the world. I like to, to whatever, uh, abroad, I like to go into sports stadiums and I like to go beyond the scenes. It doesn't matter what uh, sport it, it is. I've gone into baseball, I've gone into Aussie rules football, I've gone into all different types because I want to see where the action is. But you know, when you go on one of these tours, they take you behind the scenes. And when you go behind the scenes, you visualize you know, when you've seen those sports on TV and you see those players running out and you see the crowds going crazy, you know, I like to know what the dialogue that's going on in the dressing room. I like to, I like to, to hear what the manager's saying and what the coach is saying. I like to see how the players are responding. Why? Because that gives me an insight and an understanding to what makes these teams great. And it's the same in Scripture when the Bible says in, in John, he says, come up here and I'll show you what is about to take place. He's about to give John an understanding that he couldn't have down here, but now he's got a shift position to go up there to get an understanding and an insight that he didn't have had he stayed in that one place. You've got to go behind the scenes. So, Scripture comes to us. Let's read the Scripture. Psalm 119, verse 130. 130. 
Psalm 119, verse 130. It says this. The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Now, I'm a simple man. And I like to think you're a simple. And don't say that in, in a derogative sense. But let me read that again. The, underfo- sorry, the unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. Now let me unfold that meaning to you so we understand what it's saying. So we're sat in a room. There's light everywhere. And yet I'm reading a Bible, but I can't understand it because I don't have the light to understand and go behind the scenes. How many of us have read our Bible and feel like that? Well, hopefully as you stay with me on this journey of, of, uh, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to bring you in, or I should say the spirit of truth is going to bring you into understanding. An unfolding can only take place when you incline your heart to understanding. You've got to move towards it. Everything inside you must move to what you don't have. I'm conscious in some areas, things I don't have. And then I must move. When I'm conscious about these things, I must make up my mind to move towards them or to stay where I am. We understand that hearing is not as good as touching. The Scottish have a saying that says it's better felt than telt. In other words, talking about it is not as good or as dynamic as actually experiencing it. And for many, many years, many of us, we become professionals at sitting and listening to others who've got the understanding, trying to give us the understanding that we're really not really interested in or don't want or we're too casual about. The man who brings the understanding had to move from his position to bring to you what you don't have. The doctor that operates on you has got understanding that you and I don't have. And that's what makes him a professional. He's sacrificed. He's had to learn. He has to keep upgrading. Why? So when people like you walk through his door, he has what he needs to do what your body requires him to do. So we see that we must have the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth is what connects us to understanding it's not just hearing it's not just reading you know every time I open my Bible I always say this is my prayer I always say Holy Spirit you're the author of this word you know what's in the heart of my father you have understanding that I don't have I pray that you will open my eyes open the heart of open the eyes of my heart and you will give me what I know sorry, what I need And what I don't have, I pray that you will grant to me the understanding of your heart so that you can set me in present truth. I don't want to read the Bible and just become a mental exercise. I want to know what God is saying. So I'm with God in the present moment. John 6.63 says this. John 6.63 says this. The Spirit gives life. There it is. The Spirit gives life. Watch. The flesh counts for nothing. In other words, man's understanding, as good as it is, it counts for nothing in the realm of the spirit. It counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. So the spirit is the author. 
When he speaks, he gives you truth, and the truth produces life. Can you get that? Let's go back. So we see, we're, going, we're still in Psalm 119, verse 130. The unfolding of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I'm just trying to unpack this, what this means. So the first thing, we need to incline our hearts to a new position. Secondly, the unfolding provides light at the unfolding of your word. So word has to unfold, it has to pan out. It has to be revealed. It says, at the unfolding provides light and insight. And it's that light and that, and that insight that gives us clarity. Ah, we see things clearly now. All of a sudden, our, our hearts are beginning to open up. The light we didn't have, now light is beginning to show us a wider picture, perspective of the truth we didn't have. Now we're having it. All of a sudden, now it's like, ah, I now see. So many believers say they get nothing when they read the Bible. It's because they don't incline their hearts to the spirit of truth. They're trying to read it just with their minds. This thing has to be understood with the spirit. The next thing, the unfold, so we see unfolding provides light. Thirdly, unfolding initiates light and that light releases into our spirit understanding. So as the word unfolds, it creates light. The light then brings us into understanding. It's a process. We must understand. Fourthly, understanding then requires an action. It, mean, it requires an attention and it requires obedience. Truth is seed. And seed is either trampled on or it's planted and harvested. Let me say that again. Truth is seed. And seed is either trampled on or it's planted and harvested. Matthew 13, 19 says this. Matthew 13, 19. When anyone hears the message, now watch this. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand, understanding is a key, key issue to the kingdom. It's so important that Jesus spoke to us constantly about the need to understand what it is he's saying so we've seen that the word comes to us it unfolds to us and as it starts it unfolds it then creates light and light brings us into understanding understanding is is we we read before from john that he's come to give us understanding and has given us understanding but we need to progress in our understanding it's not enough to stay at the measure you were given Right, it's like faith, like everything you're given, you're given in a measure. But now it's up to you, you must progress. But here in these scriptures now we're going to see, we're going to see the significance and the implications of you not understanding what it is God is speaking. So in Matthew 13, 19, he says, When anyone hears the message about the kingdom, and there are many people inside church who are listening to the message of the kingdom. Don't think that they're just, he's talking about those outside of church. No, no. Those who are out, though, there are those in the kingdom who still don't understand. And there are those outside of the kingdom. Either way, there's a message that has to be preached that bridges that gap. Understanding is the bridge that allows people to cross. So watch this. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, 
The evil one comes and snatches away. So what do we do? What do we say about seed? Seed is either trampled on or it's planted and harvested in your life. So the enemy comes to steal what little bit of understanding you may have, what you possibly could have if you stuck around a bit longer, if you thought a little bit more, if you took it to action, if you went behind the scenes. The possibilities are endless when understanding is given. But here the enemy comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. Right now, by the time I finish this podcast, many of you will go and put the kettle on. And by the time you turn your machine off, you've just lost 60% of what's just been imparted. One, you didn't take notes. Two, you didn't feed on those notes. And three, you sat and you just thought, oh, this was casual. It's nice. Our pastor, we can stay at home. We can watch the pastor preach. And uh, oh, it's so nice, this technology. Oh, it's wonderful. But what are you doing with this technology? This technology is allowing me to keep on sowing so that you can come into continual understanding. But if you, don't, you and I don't do anything with this, then it is just boom. It's going to be trampled on and you'll never have the harvest that God always wanted you to have through his word. So it says here, when it snatches of what was, let me read that again. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. Now, back up a few verses. Let's go to verse 12 of the same chapter. Whoever, no, listen to this. This is serious. Whoever has will be given more. So if you have understanding and you pursue after it, you'll be given more. Watch this. And he or she or they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, okay, even what he has will be taken from him. So if you do nothing with the understanding you have, what you have will be taken away from you so you have less and less understanding. That is quite consequential. Now, understanding that and listening to that, you must do everything you need to do in order not to maintain what you've been given, but to grow and thrive in what you've been given. I started our series two weeks ago about thriving. Understanding is the key to your thriving. If you do not understand what's going on and what God is saying and how you need to progress, you will get left behind Because believe me, there's a lot worse yet to happen in this world than just one virus. Read your Bible, there's a lot more. So he says, those seeing, they do not see. Those seeing, they do not see. So they've got light, but they cannot see. Though hearing, they do not hear. So they can physically they can hear, but spiritually they cannot hear what the voice behind the veil. Why? Because they do not have access because their hearts are not open. But watch this. Not only do they see, not only can they not see, not only can they not hear, but the most important is they cannot understand. So when I'm talking to you, you say to me, Oh, I see what you mean now. So from me, from you hearing me. Your mind is open, your heart is open, and you're able to see beyond and behind the scene, and an understanding comes, and you go, now I understand. Now, once you've understood, you have light. You now have light in that area, and you can now go and create a new action, or continue to, to stay steadfast in those actions, all because you understand. Understanding is significant, it's important to your Christian life. You cannot be casual with understanding. You must not be casual with understanding. You see, when I look at my life, 
I look at how truth has unfolded in my life. And as I've looked back and I've seen how truth unfolds in my life, I've seen its significance and I've seen its importance. And I've seen this because I was willing to make a journey. Oh yeah, a journey has to be made. Now, some of my most significant moments, some of my most life-defining moments came to me at the crossroad juncture of life. At that crossroad juncture of life, new truth was revealed because new actions were being demanded. New truth was revealed as new actions were being demanded of me. And if you reject certain truths at certain points in your life, there are times in life when you never get the opportunity again. Or it takes a long time for it to come round, and that's your life ticking by. And these significant moments are presented to us in life, given to us, the gifts given to us by God. And yet, to test, to see whether we really have a heart that desires understanding and progression. And I, I just noted some of these things down in my mind, I should, on my pad today, to help you. And maybe you might be able to connect with some of these journeys, uh, some of these choices and decisions I had to make. I had to move from a brethren gospel to a Pentecostal charismatic gospel. Now, I'm not advocating you move from a brethren gospel to a Pentecostal gospel. What I'm saying is they carried a truth. There was a truth in the charismatic Pentecostal gospel that I didn't have when I was under the brethren gospel. Now, the, in the Brethren Church, I got saved. It revealed to me Jesus Christ, and I had a measure of understanding. But, you know, for seven years, I didn't understand anything else other than I was a Christian. I didn't understand anything about discipleship. I didn't understand anything about the love of God. I understood nothing other than Jesus died for me. Seven years. And I had to move from a brethren gospel, not a brethren church, a gospel, because the gospel is what carries the dimensions of truth. I had to leave one place, one stream, and move to another. Then I found that in that stream, there was truth I didn't have over here. But then there came a time when that was not enough. The truth, it was time for me to enlarge the place of, uh, the borders of my heart, pull up the tent pegs, Pull, out, pull the tent and let more light in and I had to progress again. Then I moved from being in a charismatic church to entering into the realm of the Spirit. I needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And because I needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that was the gateway for me to come in into a, a greater level of truth. Now, many people reject the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so did I. When I first came into this church, I struggled intensely. I struggled inside my heart. There was issues in my heart that I did not want to be uh, unearthed. Why? Because for seven years I was allowed just to stay and be a Christian. It was enough for me to think I'm a Christian. I'm in. I'm in. But now the Holy Spirit's moving. He's speaking. He's digging up the soil. He's planting seeds. They're starting to grow and he's beginning to push out all the old nature and the old life. All the old pus was coming out of my life and it was causing conflict within but that the Holy Spirit kept speaking and he was desiring more truth for me to lead. He was desiring me to progress to more truth. And I did everything to prevent this from happening. But thanks be to God, he had his own way. He moved me into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. You see, in my old church, I was, I was told that the Spirit is not, a, is not given to today's church. It was something that was given to the, to the disciples 
but not for today. And I believe that lie. And anybody who ever spoke in tongues or moved in the spirit was attacked by my old theology. And so when I came into this church, I mean, now, man, my spirit would attacked it. And yet God allowed it all to come out. And then he turned this, this, uh, this viciousness, he turned it into desire. And then I went from hate to love. I started to desire it and desiring it and desiring it. And the more I, I desired it, I kept hearing the voice saying, no, you're abandoning the old way. You're abandoning the old way. But everything inside me kept saying, no, this is the way. Open your heart. And eventually I stepped into the realm of the spirit from there. That was the game changer. That was the game changer. I got baptized again. Uh, that was a different story on its own. I, guess I came through the waters, but this time my life was being upgraded. It was changed, transitioned, all because I pursued the spirit of understanding. Folks, as you're looking at me today, as I'm looking in the camera, don't settle for what you've got. Keep seeking the Holy Spirit. Connect to the spirit of truth for greater understanding. I then became a pastor, and this challenged me intellectually, this challenged me spiritually. I struggled in discovering who I was. Why? Because I thought past, I had to pastor the way my previous pastors had pastored the church. So then I felt this intense pressure to become like them. And God had to show me that he called me, he called them to do what they did, and he's called me to do what I'm doing, and he's going to lead me in the way it should be done. And that became a great burden off my shoulders. Then I moved from being a church attender. Now listen, before I became a pastor, I'm jumping ahead of myself. Before I became the pastor, you know, I've been in the church now for nine years. How long? Nine years. And it may surprise you to know that I'd never, ever been discipled. Nine years now I'm in a church. I've moved from a brethren gospel I'm now in a charismatic church. I'm filled with the spirit. I'm speaking in tongues. I'm gravitating towards the prophetic word. Everything's going great. New, this is a whole new garden now beginning to grow. There's a harvest beginning to be produced. And yet I'd never gone through discipleship. Now discipleship, I'm glad, you know, God has given us a discipleship school, an apostolic training center called ADT. And it's where we train disciples and we disciple them. People say, how can you be a disciple? I've been in the church 20 years. Exactly. You've been in the church 20 years, 15 years, nine years, and you've never let somebody disciple your life. So I had to go through the discipleship, and that's when God really began to change me, challenge me, and build foundations into my life. And then I moved. One, there was another transition. And then if you really want the spirit of truth, then the fathering issue came up. Me and my father did not always enjoy a good relationship. And I remember my father turning up on the doorstep. Here I am as a pastor. And I'm coming down, downstairs. Here I am in my office. Now I'm, the, the roles have reversed all my, through my life. My father would always talk and he would say, I'm the, one, I'm the father, you listen to me. But here now he's coming for my advice. This was a game changer. Why? Because now he's listening to me for the first time. And everything inside me wanted to reject him. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me as, as I'm walking to the door, seeing my father, knowing how I feel inside, still filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said to me, don't reject him. That was the start of a whole healing process that took place in my life. Why? The spirit of truth now was working behind the scene. Lastly, it says, the next transition I had to make was I had to choose whether I was going to migrate to an apostolic culture with new truths 
or I was going to stay with a Pentecostal, AOG, charismatic, framework, mindset, way of thinking. Every denomination carries truth, a measure of truth. But there came a time in my life when I had to upgrade and move on. And you know, this transition that I made changed my relationships, it changed my associations, it changed the level of truth that was coming into my life. And out of that, God gave me a spiritual father. God gave me a spiritual assignment. God gave me understanding into, into things I'm now understanding. I've never been where I am today. I had not made this journey. And he gave me, through the spiritual father, gave me dimensions I'd never understood before. He's given me an insight into the spiritual world. And he's given me sons and daughters and spiritual legacy. All these things came because inside of my heart there was a desire to know more of the spirit of truth. Wow, what a journey. What a journey. I want to just read one scripture to you before we conclude. What do you do when understanding is not found in your chariot? Well, let's just go to Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Acts eight twenty six. Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, go, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out. And on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians. The man had gone to Jerusalem to worship and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot. Where? Go to that chariot. Go to that chariot and stay near it. So then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading. Now watch the man's in broad daylight, but he doesn't have the understanding he needs. Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. And here's what the man said. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me? What was the action? So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Next week when we come together, I'm going to pick up from this verse. I'm going to minister you the dimensions that's taking place behind the scenes. We're going to go behind the scenes and we're going to go into the chariot. So I want you to pray this week that the Holy Spirit come into your chariot. There are things just like the Ethiopian you're reading and you're not understanding. But I want you to know that unless the Holy, if the Holy Spirit is going to commission a Philip to run alongside your chariot, there has to be a desire inside of you to say, Lord, how can I understand this if someone does not help me? So I want you to stay tuned. And I want you to think about this verse. I want you to go through these verses that we've been, we've been reading. I want you to understand that the significance of... Um, Psalm 119, Psalm 119, verse 130. The unfolding of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. You need to understand that it needs to unfold. As it unfolds through an action, it creates light. As it creates light, the next phrase is, it gives understanding. So this week, get your Bibles out. This week, get on your knees and start praying. This week, open up your heart and ask the Holy Spirit to give you what you don't have. Have the good sense to pray, asking the Holy Spirit, make me aware of those things I do not yet perceive. 
Bring them to me, Lord, and give me a heart so I can pursue after those. I want you to bow your heads with me now as we're praying. Dear Father, I thank you that the entrance of your word gives light. And Father, you want us to have understanding. We do not want to be in the kingdom and have seed taken away from us because of our lack of understanding. So Heavenly Father, I pray right now that you would visit the Dream Center. You would visit all those who are tuning in on YouTube or or Facebook, uh, whatever their technology is. Father, I pray that the spirit of understanding will be given to those who lack it, those who don't have it, and those who desire it, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray this. Amen. Well, folks, I look forward to tuning in next week. Or I look forward to you tuning in next week where we'll take this message even deeper. Next week, I'm going to take you into the chariot and we're going to take you behind the scenes. Until then, God bless. Stay safe. Peace to you. Peace to your home. Peace to your house and peace to your nation. In Jesus name. Amen.